plus minus. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. Plus minus. That is a word right there. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Plus minus. Yeah, like, like you, Marcus Thompson. Marcus always tell the truth. Plus minus. The only thing that I would say to Ethan Strauss is that he's a pretty damn good reporter. Um, he's well plus respected. Minus. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. All right, so I guess we can call this an emergency podcast. A trade deadline edition. What y'all think is that? Is that yes. is this worthy of that? Yes, is it, it is. I, I guess Friday night is about as well, emergency it's Thursday, as it gets. It's Thursday night. Uh, this is well, Thursday yeah, night. I mean, yeah, I would, same thing. I would categorize putting uh, the entire roster in the middle of February, in the middle of an NBA season. Uh, it definitely has an emergency. Yeah, yeah about 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 trading the away that your big 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 summer acquisition six months later is is pretty big too. This is big. For what's considered a bottom five contract in the league, we can get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, so this is Warriors Plus Minus. We've taken a couple weeks off. Uh, my boss, Tim Kawakami, he's on the line, yep, had yep. us doing Super Bowl, Hubbub. Uh, but we do have Anthony Slater, who's been on the ground, who's been in the locker room, who knows it all. Slater, uh, I got a call from you. Uh, the other night when some cats got pulled from the, uh, you know, I guess the warm-ups or pregame or whatever. And it, it seemed like that would be the biggest news. Let Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III was, that was going to be the big deals. But, so where were you when you found out about the Russell situation? Give, give us the well, lowdown from on the ground. I mean, if you want me to go back to Burks Robinson, yeah, it was in like the tunnel right, I don't know if you've been to Barclays. Um, but you know, it's like the coaches pull are pulling Burks to the side and he looks a little like kind of shocked. And I hear Jaron Collins telling him like, you know, well, you know, that's what you get for playing so well. I was like, well, that's kind of sounds like a potential, like laying down the information for him, uh, that he's being traded. And it's just that, that was where I was when that all kind of happened. And then as far as today, I thought that was like a big, you know, rattler last night, but yeah, I was in the national airport, you know, trying to trudge cross country today. Uh, when, you know, you knew a lot of stuff was going to go down deadline, but I honestly thought they were just going to slip under the tax today and try to maybe get a, an Evans, a Spellman off, which they did. They just happened to attach it to <laughs> D'Angelo Russell's contract and send it to Minnesota. I mean, you know, it's tough out here in these streets getting rid of Jacob Evans. Yep. Well, it's, it's bizarre. You get under the tax in the same time you're picking up $97 million or whatever uh, Wiggins remaining contract is. Uh, that's the bizarre thing that that's the weird NBA money movement. Part of this is they're ducking under while taking this massive contract, not entirely sure what they got, you know, if they got value to be taking this contract back. I mean, if you just said you're taking this contract, what would you, what would it take? I, I would say it would take like two number ones just to, just to take the contract. Then they give up, I know, yeah. That's what Minnesota thought, right? <laughs> like, well, that's that was the confusing part of it to me. If you just look at it, like value for value, you know, I think the Russell Russell's is a positive value. I don't think he's a massive value, but he's a positive value, possibly, you know, a real positive value to some teams. And you trade him, and you take this contract, which by itself is possibly, you know, somebody would would cost two number one picks. So. That's where I was confused on the onset of this. 
I, I thought last night when they traded Burks and Robinson, we go through. I, I thought that was it. You know, maybe I thought maybe they trade Looney, maybe. Uh, yeah, but That's you know, what I it, too, yeah. it definitely seemed like they're going to get under the tax. But then you move Russell for Wiggins. I just that that part of it, I didn't get the through line. I didn't get the entire. You know, there's got to be some commonality of what they were doing, and I didn't quite get it unless. They really love Wiggins, and they really didn't like Russell. That's what I keep down to it. I think both things had to be true. They uh, they didn't want Russell anymore, and they like Wiggins. And and I can get some of that. I mean, if they like Wiggins that much, why not do a three-team trade yep. when you had the chance in the summer? If it was really Wiggins, right? You could have said, all right, we're going to work this out. So we end up with Wiggins. Minnesota ends D'Angelo. up with yep. – D'Angelo Russell and who's who's to say how many yep. picks you get out of that right if that if that was the end goal the part that's surprising to me and maybe share Slater you can shed some light on it I mean this was this is the definition of waving the white flag early I mean that they the, the whole point the whole time they've been saying if you just see him with our guys, right? <laughs> if you put him with Steph, if you put him with Clay, like this dude is good. He's a foundational piece. We don't want to trade him. We think he's part of our core. And five months later, it's like, yeah, they couldn't get him out of the building fast enough. <laughs> right. And that seemed kind of out of blue. I understand it wasn't going great, but when did it become this dude cannot be here and he has to go? Uh, it was about his defense. Um, I thought that, you know, especially talking to the people that figured it wasn't going to work long term, there was still like a patience level of like, it can get solved this summer. You know, it was never like, this has to happen for the deadline. I do think there was, uh, you know, there was people within the, uh, you know, ground floor who didn't necessarily love that they gave up like Robinson and Burks. And there was talk of maybe having to shed Looney because it was like tax savings. Uh, Meanwhile, like, you know, the, the Russell stuff was kind of still lingering over the head, but I didn't, to me, it didn't seem like there was any panic that the Russell move had to be done. It, it, I just think it had to be done before October, 2020, not before February, uh, 2020. Um, you, but what this makes me go back to like, you guys fast forward to the summer and like, you know, what they could have potentially got value wise in the summer. I kind of like to rewind it back to the summer like they probably just shouldn't have done this. Right. I mean, I think that's what we've learned uh, is that the initial mistake was the sign and trade. They probably should have just stood still and said, go ahead, go to Brooklyn, Kevin Durant. Um, Because they ended up having it initially, they gave up two ones, two number ones to get Andy and the last year, Iguodala, which essentially might've been the Iguodala relationship, right? If Iguodala is on the roster this year, maybe he's on the roster next year. Um, But, you basically just get the draft capital from that back. Maybe, you know, maybe Minnesota, you get a little bit higher picks than, than what you ended up giving up. Um, but essentially at the end of the day, if you really kind of peel this all away, all they've really done is just add Andrew Wiggins contract and got, and, and, yeah, and, and get that pick that 2021 lightly protected pick from Minnesota, but, but they gave up a first. Yep. And yep. Just, but, uh, yeah, that that presumably will be a better twenty twenty four. Yeah, really? that'll be presumably because everyone's out of. I mean, like, it, I guess because you want the twenty twenty one one more than twenty twenty four because that'll be yeah. when your core is, you know, in its prime. But at the same time, like, they might be the eighth worst team in basketball come twenty twenty four. Like that might be a really good pick. It so, might be again. Yeah, that this is this is way out in the future. I don't. And yeah, you don't want to burn yourself. You don't want to be Brooklyn and trading, you know, all these future picks for, for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. But 
I think they're they got the 2021 pick, and you're right. I I I was at the at the time they did. It. I said I didn't think they had to do this. They hard capped themselves. I didn't think DeAndre Russell was the guy to do it. But I said, okay, there's a value there. They're doing this for the value that you know. This is Joe Lake and Bob Myers saying in arbitrage, you lose Kevin Durant, you have a chance to add somebody who who has value in this league. You do it, and and that part I got. I just never saw the fit. I think this is what happened. That they eventually decided. After saying that there was going to be a fit, there wasn't a fit. I just think he could have done better than Wiggins, uh, and for a lot of different reasons. That's the part, right? Like the part about D'Angelo was the value, was the flippability. Before they actually got to see what they could flip him for, they gave up on the main thing that yep. I think they got him for. Like you didn't even get to the part where you could see. Yep. If you can get something for him, like you didn't, you don't even know what the pick yep. you is. Could you, this, you, yeah, you could have done this. You could have done this. That's the, the part season. that's interesting. Could have done this trade in the offseason. Probably gotten more because Carl Anthony Towns might have been more pissed off by that point. And you, you, you would have had a chance to see what the pick is. You had a chance. To, well, not 2021, but you had a better shot at just seeing other offers. And maybe Philadelphia is even more panned at that point, And you see if they want. And I just I don't quite under even if it's ducking underneath the tax you didn't have to do it by getting wiggins right you, you, you didn't you could have kept the angelo and traded Looney to get under the tax or try try some other things i don't sense send a couple of those second rounders with yeah. with uh spellman over there and then evans over there exactly exactly I, I i even if this is just about the tax and you know i've written it they're making a ton of money right the, the, joe lagov is telling people how much he's making I don't know that the tax line should be the number one concern of fans for sure. Certainly not for coaches and certainly not for, for players. I guess it is for ownership at this point, but, and, and, and maybe this sets them up to go crazy next season. Although they're still limited, right? They're still, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still they limited. I mean, they're still over the yet. cap. Oh, they're going to go crazy and use the trade exception. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Essentially, I think this sets them up to use the Iguodala trade exception. Yep. And they, yep. they, could have, they could have used it anyways. It just would have cost them like triple the, the dollar amount. So, like, you know, fans don't, you know, what does it matter to the fans if, they, you know, let's say it's Slater, young, Slater, you in a bad spot? No, that's not me. I don't think. Yes, it was, it was definitely clicking, but it's better now yeah. for some reason. Interesting. Um, you know, let's say theoretically it's Thaddeus Young. Yeah, if they if they were a repeater tax team, it would have cost them like triple his salary. Now it won't. Um, but they could have done the move anyways, even if they were in the tax. It just again, it's just it's just pure dollar amounts that's saving Joe. And I, you know, again, I'm not going to criticize Joe for making a small move during a season when they're 12 and 40. When in past years he's proven himself to always spend to win. Um, but did that, you know, did that at all play into the fact that they probably traded Russell at a bad time? I, I think um, it was I the know. I think it was the main reason from the people I talked to. Uh, I think that's the reason. Uh, as Shams, and, I'm sorry, Shams Sharania and John Krasinski reported that it was Myers who kind yeah, of that's amazing. The yeah, talks. that's amazing to me. It uh, is a bit, yeah, yeah. That's that's I think it's because there was a an edict to not pay, to get under the luxury tax and avoid the repeater tax, which is very understandable. Like I get it, but it's definitely yeah. a change of philosophy. I mean, this is definitely an ownership group who was just bragging about, we don't care. We'll pay 300 million in tax. And now it's like, let's get away from this 60. Let's get from up under it. And I firmly believe that 
if that wasn't there, the Warriors could have slow played this, slow played this, and got more picks. They, I mean, Minnesota is basically saying yep. we're yep. a mark, <laughs> like hustle us. We want not, we don't just want anybody. Yep. We want this guy. This is the one guy our star wants, and there's really no other option for us. We gotta have him. That's a that's a situation where Bob Myers yep. usually swindles. <laughs> And then this time, you could argue he he got you know but, Minnesota got the better deal of him, and I think that's because they said, yeah, this has to be done. We have to get under the tax now. But what's curious to me is like from all indications, like the most, uh, you know, the loudest proponent in the D'Angelo Russell corner was Joe Lake. Like he loved, like he loved that signing. He loved um, this experiment. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There's clearly an edict to get under the tax, but I'm just shocked. It wasn't an edict of, Hey, a Looney, Hey, a Spellman Evans, like do it some other way. Don't do it this way. Cause I mean, Tim mentioned earlier, there was definitely avenues to get it done. And, um, you know, just for keeping the pure value of Russell, like I like Looney, I like Looney long-term, but I mean, the way his body has not been holding up this year, like, this would have been a lot less monumental of a day and we would not be probably even having a crazy emergency podcast if they had just, you know, shipped Looney with the second round pick to Boston or something like that. So, and and that's one thing that's, it's different than the way they've done is it was talked about this two years out, you know, they're planning three years out for Durant. They're planning all these moves that they're going to make. And and I would think they had some preliminary, like if Durant's going to leave, here's where he might go. And here's, you know, D'Angelo Russell might be, you know, I'm sure they plan that. Well, that's not, this is like, go get D'Angelo Russell when they could have not taken the salary back and been anywhere near the hard cap and been a lot less over the luxury tax. And then six months later, Oh, we got it. We got to dump everything because we got to get under the luxury tax. That's not forward thinking, you know, that's, you know, I, I don't want to be pejorative, so I'm trying to take a team here. There's one in New York, but I'm not going to say it. But that's how not good teams do it. They they jerk back and forth, and they screw up their roster by doing this. Now, you know, listen, the, I, I don't know that they've given up anybody who would be a key piece of, if they're going to reform this and, and, and be a, a very, very good team next season. But they could have. You know, Glenn Robinson might have been a pretty interesting piece on that team, and they just burned him. And some other players might have been not bad, and Russell might have got them more. They're just, it just, it's not the Warriors that we've seen of the last five, six years where they plot and they plan and they stick to it and they end up with better players and then another better player and then another better player. This is tear it up and start up, you know, start this cycle again. And that's weird to me. That's that's different. Well, I got a question then for you guys, and this is kind of speculative. Well, hold hold, but, hold that question real quick. First off, I just want to point out two wrong things. One, you each say one wrong thing. Number one, we absolutely would be doing emergency <laughs> pie if they traded Looney. Are you serious? We would literally have to. This would have been. We'd have done this at six o'clock. We had to stop everything. If Looney, Looney, Looney's gone, and then secondly, TK, what you mean they didn't give up anybody? Omari Spellman was that dude. They gave up a future center, a future all star, an all NBA player, and Omari Spellman. Well, he just mentioned the sudden, uncharacteristic pullback, get under the tax, and like I think we all mostly agree that it was like probably just like kind of a smart play to do it in during a 12 and 40 losing season. But is there any 
speculative part of you that's like, is it not going financially well at the Chase Center? Like, mm-hmm. is some, you know what I mean? Like something like has, has no, it changed? I, yeah, I think, you know, again, I read about this, so I, I think that's a great question. I think it's more looking forward. It's what if these things, I think they're doing fine this season. I mean, the seats are all filled. The suites are all sold. I, I think it's, like what happens in two years when we're trying to renegotiate that TV deal and we're, we're counting on it to be 150 million a year and it turns out to be 80, you know, it, it's, I think it's that sort of thing. If there's anything, if that's part of this, I think it's a great question. In fact, I probably might, might, I might ask the, the, uh, the principal owner about that pretty soon, but I think it's not like right now, dollar, dollar, dollar. It's geez. Well, wait a minute. That's out. You know, the, the, the revenue stream for the NBA is, not what what is it yeah that's a good you point know? yeah it, the it's a part of this yeah there's it's kind of the broader picture if you're kind of penciling out where they thought the revenues were coming maybe that isn't as great i don't i think this year is fine i mean that tv contract locked in the, the national tv contract locked in for now uh i don't think it's anything like oh jesus right we're not getting the dollars we thought you know and they're opening thrive city all those things are happening but it's okay yeah, they're like, oh my lord, the Olympic dog is not selling like we thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, after that, they're ripping <laughs> it. Olympic plus dog. minus have ruined the, the revenues. But I've been following that TV thing. That's a big deal because they're going to reopen the thing with NBC Sports Bay Area, and you know they're probably at like sixty million now a year or something like that. You know what? What Lakers are like two hundred million, and the Warriors they are going to go for that three. Now. They're going to be like, we were yeah, getting three with Kevin Durant. Now it's like exactly. The Warriors want it. They want to be in that ball. They want to be able to say, you know, six hundred million dollar deal, you know, or, or more or more, you know, per, you know, over whatever it's going to be. You know, it's some monster deal. If they're pulling in, you know, an eight point one rating, yes. If they're pulling a two point three, no, no chance. So I, I think there's may, might be some of that to this. I Zero home playoff, but is it yeah, exactly? I mean, that, oh, that, oh, yeah. We know, isn't no that question. all the more reason to hang on to Russell and try to get one of these stars? <laughs> you clearly are going to need another one, yeah. unless they yeah. feel like oh, Wiggins. Don't think is that, yeah, that's Wiggins. Wiggins is going to lead the whole uh, TV race. I, I, I mean, be all on him. I do think that's a good it, question, Slater. I do that. That's the first thing I thought because this. I mean, it, it could be explainable. It can make a lot of sense. It might actually be even smart. It's just something we haven't heard from Joe Lacob. It's ne- never to yep. the point of, I'm go- like, obviously they've been under tax. There's been times where they could have gone over the tax and they decided not to because the team wasn't good enough. There's been times where they were right there and they needed to cut a trivial player and they let them go to, to, to prevent the tax. They've never been in a position where... Joe Laker was like, yeah, here's a move here, but yeah, nah, that tax. <laughs> they hurt themselves competitively. They, they they hurt themselves competitively. Yes, yes. For money purposes. That's just a fact. <clears throat> yeah. That that's a that's a change. And that's it, a change. And and potentially not short term. I mean, you know, we joke about Spellman or some other I mean no, those Robinson, are guys just yeah, giving yeah, Robinson yeah, up exactly. is something they shouldn't have done. Exactly. Just, those are guys who would be decent ninth 10 10th men on a potential you know conference you know finals team and they don't have them anymore and they're gonna have to go find some 
So, you know, this is and they're going to be playing Kai Bowman at point guard for 37 minutes a game for, the, you know, for however many Juan games. Toscano Anderson, baby, Oakland Zach Norvell. Zach Norvell. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting time. And, uh, you know, it, they're going to say, listen, we're going to be so great next season. We're going to use that $17 million trade exception. We'll see if they do. I mean, that's again, where you can I, prove yeah. it, right? That's yeah, where you yeah, can absolutely. prove it. They have to. They have to at this point. I think they do. And they literally need the players. They don't have yeah. the players. They can't come into it <laughs> with G Leaguers next year. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, they might get Glenn Robinson back. I, I don't know all these things, but this this is a definite step back. Yeah, it's a definite – they opened a new – this is the bizarre thing. They're doing it in the season they opened Chase this and Chase. Curse is and alive. it was supposed to be – yeah, this was supposed to be the big, big glamour, the, the move into the world-class city, whatever what they were saying. And this is their retrenched, total retrenchment. Obviously, there's reasons for it. Obviously, they don't have the basketball team. Even if they did everything possible, paid every dollar, the basketball team wasn't going to be good enough. But we have not seen this kind of step backward in, in every competitive and financial in a long time. It's just bizarre. It's when they, they move out of Oracle and they go to Chase Center where they've been wanting to go for five years. It's just it's it's a unique situation for them. Probably started in their minds. In their minds, it started when Steph broke his, you know, broke that bone. But I mean, Every, it started in the finals last year, really. Yeah, still in the finals. I mean, Clay gets hurt, and, and, yeah. and Kevin gets hurt, and Kevin goes. But I just think they still thought they had, you know, hang on with Steph and Draymond, and then Clay comes, you know, riding in in mid March or whatever uh, they and, thought. It was and, going you to be. <laughs> and you got D And you got, and you got. That's right. You got D It's not and, what the know. coach thought. Yeah, yeah. That's true. that is true. So yeah, that that was interesting, Slater. Like, I want to talk about this Russell thing a little bit because you know, obviously, after people are gone, you kind of hear the truth about him, right, or what people really thought, right? And so, you know, there's there's talk now about how basically untenable that was, and maybe it was from both ends. I I know D'Angelo Russell is just kind of a different dude. Like, he's definitely not rah rah. He's a little quiet. He seems to be pretty honest and easier to talk to what 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 do you think what, what what happened it really started it just didn't end well which is yeah something's yeah. there from from what you've seen because you know you're on the road with him and all that what, what are you seeing what happened i don't think it ended like toxically i just think there was that's the thing like there was no beef no, 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 no fights no, no, in the no, locker room no, right I, I i think it was i think it was the fact that d'angelo there's a reason he came to the Warriors this summer because they maxed him out. I mean, D'Angelo was about getting his money, which is fine. That's how a majority of humans probably would be. But there just seemed to be a sense, growing sense, that he wasn't necessarily like full board, like winning type player. Like you know, I mean, you could just see it in defense. That's usually how you find winning players, right? Like how just ferociously do they attack the defensive end? Uh, D'Angelo just he you know he doesn't really sprint much. He doesn't. Um, get it? He's not physical out there. Like it's playoff so, time. So you mean when Draymond was screaming at him on the court? That, <laughs> that was that. That was a sign of that. Yeah. And the Warriors <laughs> are experts at knowing what. Yes, D'Angelo Russell made the playoffs last year. He dragged the Nets to the, to the sixth seed. So it's not like he can't win games in the NBA. They know what it takes to win games in the West Finals and NBA Finals. And when I say they, I mean clearly it's like the Steve Kerr's, the Draymond Greens, the Steph Curry's, the the you know. 
I guess franchise come on, pillars. Come on, gonna, come on, Looney. Come on, Looney. Come on, Looney. There you go. <laughs> um, and I just think there was kind of a, a sense on their side that if they want to get back to that level, D'Angelo might not necessarily be that type of player. And then from the D'Angelo side of things, again, I don't think it ended toxically. I just think he was just sitting there like, you guys don't want me because all I'm reading is like how much you're trying to trade me regularly. Uh, and I can understand that from his side. No of question. You know, he signed. He, he you know, he kind of wanted to be here, but I mean, he, he's, he is one thing he's super savvy on is the business side of this game because of what he's gone through the first, you know, five seasons of his career. And we can add now he's on another team, his fourth NBA team in his first five seasons. And he was the second overall pick and a max player and an all-star already. He, I mean, it's a very unique uh, journey he's been on. And um, I mean, I just think he's going to be happy in Minnesota because Minnesota wants him. You see that two minute, um, hype video they like had oh, ready yeah, they, they love curious <laughs> that they're a video team already knew that but tampering you know, tampering to me it's actually i think that's a really good fit in minnesota because towns has a similar personality there's a reason they're friends are they going to win at the highest level i mean that would be a stunner i the think wor- to- the words are kind of banking on them not yeah. right yeah <laughs> but jimmy jimmy butler might have an opinion about that <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, but, yeah but the truth is let's say those two just they score a bunch of points they have some fun they're like a 40 win team maybe one out of the next three years they squeak into the eighth seed and they get paid their max money that they've already signed like that's probably a fine fun life for them in minnesota and the fans will probably like them there and that's cool uh but to the warriors that wasn't necessarily going back to the title with that type of player yeah, one thing that did strikes me is I went back and looked what I wrote when he came aboard, and and I just said, you know, like if you look back at the Durant thing, when did that thing get really pressurized is when people started realizing he's a short timer, and it just gets in your head, like he's not going to be around, or maybe he he sh- he won't fit, maybe he's leaving, maybe the team will trade him within. Russell's case, and it just starts playing on everybody. Like, okay, wait a minute, Dream. I was like, okay, wait a minute. If he's not really trying, let's get him out of here. Or you know, it was, it was almost the flip side of Durant, is what you exactly. Said. Exactly. The team like, didn't commit to the player instead of the player yeah, not committing. Very to the good team. point. Exactly. And it just it, it just snowballs mentally. Like you can't help it because you think of this guy. If, if you're totally committed to each other and something screws up, you go, okay, we'll fix it, right? We're, we're together. If Clay does something that Draymond doesn't like or vice versa, they're in this together, and that's the way it is, or, or Kerr or whatever. It wasn't the case with Durant last season. It's not the case. It wasn't the case with Russell this season. It's like, okay, you're, you're short-timer. It's going to go. You're going to go. And it just builds and builds, and I just think it didn't have to happen right now. You look at it. We're all saying it. There's no – other reason it had to happen getting andrew wiggins contract is not an incentive to make this move and getting a 2021 pick clearly is not an incentive right now to get this to make this move it's just something built in them where they had to move it and you know all the things we're talking about russell and the things they thought about him you know and the lack of you know playoff mentality well are you kidding me with andrew wiggins you know that's like he's a he's a definition of that and and maybe it's not all his fault. He just looks like a guy who should be able to do this stuff, and he can't or he hasn't. But that's gonna isn't that going to be even uh, more frustrating for them? Maybe just to see this guy not I, I do. not be focused. Well, the, the, you know, twenty more nights, twenty. You know, it's, it, that, that I think you you can. It's a little bit of the I'm tired of this guy. I'm tired of this guy. Let's go get that guy. And well, I think you might get even more tired of this guy faster. There, there's a reason there are so few like champions in the NBA because I feel like there's so few like 
like killer mentalities in the NBA. It's more common to have, in my opinion, to have a D'Angelo and Andrew Wiggins or Carl Anthony Towns, whoever, Devin Booker, those type of, um, you know, maybe not necessary full, you know, top level killer instincts. And yeah, I mean, again, like we said, you traded one and you probably got another. From D'Angelo's perspective, like part of me is like, yeah, I mean, not only do they not know if they're going to keep him and he know what's up, no matter what they were saying about him being a core player, he know what's up. But then they're like, yeah, and we need you to play different. <laughs> right? And we need you to change your game to fit this style. Like, man, hold on. But I'm, I'm with you. Um, and I've heard they like Wiggins. Uh, it, it's just odd to me that the same things they were saying that they were going to do for D'Angelo Russell, it didn't work. They're saying it didn't work by giving up on him so soon. And now they're saying it's going to work for yep. Andrew Wiggins. And I, I do understand like Andrew Wiggins won't have that. Are they going to trade me hanging over his head? Like we're past the deadline now. He's going to finish out this year. So he doesn't have to worry about that. And if he somehow survives the off season, he will be playing with Steph. He will be playing with clay. He will be playing with Draymond. So maybe he has a better chance for it to take, but it still feels a little bit like, well, you owe for one <laughs> on these reclamation projects here. And you just went and got a dude who the, the, it, the tea leaves just doesn't say he's going to become this efficient off the ball player that you think he is. I, I don't know, but like Slater, you know, they, they kind of well, like, Wiggins. I don't think there's this sense of like, Oh, it's going to work with Wiggins. I think there's a sense of like, let's try it. You know, we <laughs> please let it work. Yeah. Huh? Please, like, hopefully. you know, it's there and you know, we, it's basically like a little, you know, you go to the uh, convenience store, you get a lottery ticket. They've scratched off the D'Angelo Russell one. Didn't get it throw it away you got another one let's try it you know um essentially and you know they're just playing the hand they're dealt they didn't make this move uh as, as we're talking about the coaching staff for the people that are you know really going to be trying to turn andrew wiggins into either the small forward or the future or at least a positive value or enough contract to go get somebody um and i don't you know it's interesting i was in uh the minneapolis game earlier this year it was early in the season steph had already been hurt d'angelo actually it was the first game he came back i think it was like ankle sprain he had 52 do you remember that game mm-hmm. yes yeah. same game go yeah, look at yeah, the box yeah. the wolves won wiggins had like 44 i yeah, mean he was remember awesome that, that night <laughs> yeah. um, so they've seen it up close like this guy has had big nights you know ryan Sa- saunders first uh game i think wiggins had like 40 in oklahoma city and hit like a game winning three like that play just like russell some nights takes over an NBA game, wins an NBA game. He's better than everybody else in the arena. Wiggins has had those nights. So I think it's, I think it's human nature for a coaching staff to see that that player exists and say, let's try to get that out of him full time. I mean, what else are they going to really do here? And then from the other side, at least they're like, it's a three, it's a small forward. Yep. That's a good point. I, I mean, that's, that's, a that's, big, that's big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. I think. Yep. It's not like another point guard. We're trying to make something yep. else. Yep. The right. puzzle fits better. Yep, no question. And you know, wings are important, and he can he can play there. You know, fit into what they do theoretically. But but he's he's six eight. You know, he's like people said he could be Harrison Barnes. Well, I think there's a, he's a far cry from Harrison Barnes. He's better in a lot of ways, but he's way worse a fit in a lot of other ways. Uh, but yeah, you could you could mentally think it through. You could you could see it. 
I just think he's kind of shown who he is. Tim's like, I could kind of see it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Squint hard enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you really, really, if you eliminate this percentage of his game and you really emphasize these two other, per- you're probably going to see it once every eight games. Yeah, you know, yeah, we probably will. You know, witness it, just not often. Yeah, he's not as talented. I just say he's not as talented an NBA player as D'Angelo Russell. He's not. I just, I mean, because D'Angelo handles the ball because of the point guard the things he can do with the ball. He's just a better player than Andrew Wiggins. He might not fit what they're doing, and they've decided that. I just think that it's just curious that they've decided this in six months and that Andrew Wiggins is the answer because uh, I think most people in the NBA would say, I'll take Russell over. Like, like, like we've all thrown it out there. Like, if Philadelphia just gets stone cold, you know, blown out of the playoffs and Ben Simmons is gettable, who are they going to want? Andrew Russell or Andrew Wiggins? They're going to want D'Angelo Russell. Like, I mean, it, and they might not want either. But, but if they want I, anything, just, he's so much Russell, more. Yeah, exactly. So much more valuable, in my opinion, in, in a league that values shooting point guards. I just uh, that that's the part that that does confuse me about this. You could have held them on and seen what you could get going into the offseason and not knowing what that what thing might get detonated somewhere. And. They didn't and do that. And if he does it, for... you could still trade him to Minnesota. Exactly. Like, there's this deal. Is so how could this deal not be on the table at that part? I mean, you know, unless they've already traded for Booker, and I don't think that's happening. There's no one else for them to get who's going to make Cat happy. So the, just the urgency of this. Again, we're talking about luxury tax, but that, as Slater and I have said, that there are ways to get under the tax without doing this. So. You know what it comes back to? They were sick of Russell. And, and that's not what great teams do. Is they, they don't make these deals when they're sick of somebody. They don't. You know, this, this is what mediocre to bad teams do. So maybe they fi- figure it out. Maybe this all works. Maybe the culture changes this. And I've seen, you know, comparisons to Rudy Gay and DeMar DeRozan. And you know, I don't dispute there's some possibility. He's still pretty young. He's played on some terrible teams. But man, he's played some terrible basketball too. I mean, he really has played some terrible basketball compared, and especially with that contract. And and the contract is contract's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. And I, I don't know that even if he plays well, are they gonna? Is he gonna be movable for something good? I, I don't think so. I mean, even the the the, the Russell contract was, was bigger than I th- thought he deserved, but. I knew it would be movable just because of his position and, and the way he plays. But I don't know the Wiggins thing has got any value to it. Really My don't. guess at this point, if I had to predict, I would say he plays out his contract with the Warriors. Yep. Um, yep. You know, or, you know, maybe he gets to maybe, the point maybe where, last year. Yeah, maybe they, yeah. where he's an expiring. But, you know, what I if I I would guess that he'll fit in decently as an uh, again, like a Harrison Barnes type. Well, he's not a Harrison Barnes type player, but he'll just be an average, you know, he'll play 32 minutes a night, small forward. He's not going to be the star of the game, maybe more than like twice, four times in a season. But with Clayback, with Stepback, with Draymond, if Looney can be healthy, like that is a good starting five. And this should still be a playoff team next year. And he can contribute to a playoff team. He's just going to be way overpaid for, it's basically like if you were playing Barnes, 30-something million. Yep. Um, one which, you know, with the, to Sacramento, they're paying him yeah. probably way more than they should. I mean, they well, basically like, have... This is, yeah, the decision they, 10 million. Yeah, the decision they made when they when it was they time decided, to pay you know, Harrison well, Barnes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we could pay Harrison Barnes $28 million or Kevin Durant 31 Which one do we want? That was the decision they made. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, at some point you do have to take the money out of it if you're just looking at them as a basketball team. And you can't when you're putting together the roster and the architecture of this team. But if you take that all well, out. Once it's, on the, yeah, once it's yeah, on the court. He's on the court. It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, and I do want to if, see. If he's willing, right? If, yeah, That's the if, big part. If yeah. he's willing. And, and you know, can you can you see him with Steph this season? Yeah, and I think that's going to be even more important to see Steph play, uh, to, to mix him in there with Wiggins and Draymond, and then maybe Clay plays. I don't think Clay's going to play this season, but maybe he does. If um, Steph makes Wiggins good, like, what are we going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Why, why didn't they wait to see if he could make D'Angelo? D'Angelo good, yeah. <laughs> So here, or maybe they decided that. Maybe maybe that training camp was so bad that they decided the first that that those first bad. three games, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, are are we ready to say because of this trade and because of Wiggins' current uh, market value that the Warriors have decided they're out of the star chasing game and they're just going to go with their current stars and just try to give them a good supporting cast? It feels like that's the decision they made. Is that is that what you guys are thinking? That they're saying we're not going to get Giannis, we're not going to get Ben Simmons, we're not going to get Carnegie Towns, we're not going to get any big name. Let's just go the supplemental route with our current. Yeah, that would be different. That would be different. Go ahead, Slim. Yeah, circumstances can change. You know, what if they get a James Wiseman and he's awesome, and suddenly it's like that's a massive trade chip. Um, you know, I mean, they can get a bigger trade chip. Oh, if he's awesome, they ain't trading him, that's for sure. Yeah, true. Well, then they're star hunting in the draft. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, circumstances change if they resurrect Wiggins a little bit just so his, you know, it doesn't look like an albatross contract and add some picks. And, again, like, people have to be willing to trade the stars, too. And I just, I don't know. I I tend to think the Philadelphia thing's not going to blow up to the point. And even if it does, like – with Russell, I think there was probably going to be better packages out there for a Bradley Beal that came available, a Simmons yes. came available, like yes. Miami or somebody. Like no there question. was no Russell probably wasn't going to get them. Yeah, I mean, again, if we were talking Russell and the number one pick, or you know, whatever that those were the the theoretical. It probably still wasn't enough, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Unless, and you know, the other the other player might say, yeah, "I only yeah, go yeah, to the Warriors." Say, like, you know, Miami getting itself in shape for Ron Giannis actually is really good news for the Warriors because what they need is teams that are able to sign Giannis outright. So then Giannis says, "I will sign with Miami unless you trade me to the Warriors." Like that's the only way they get Giannis. Like there's just you know again we're talking yeah. And now, but what are they saying? Yeah, that's, to I, I don't know. Not Wiggins. <laughs> or unless, unless Myers has some double secret knowledge that they really love Andrew Wiggins. Like that's, I feel that like, I don't think so because this seemed to happen a lot quicker than usual for this stuff. But, you know, what if he does like, oh, Philly really likes Wiggins. Nah, he better he better he better tell me now. <laughs> Otherwise, I ain't gonna believe it when he try to claim it later. Yeah, yeah, we knew this yeah. all along. And I believe Whatever. a lot no, more didn't. with Russell than with than with. Uh, well, we did know Minnesota love Wiggins. We did. I mean, love uh, love Russell. That that was known. So uh, whether they that was part of this knowledge of of the Warriors going into this, like, hey, we can always send him to to, to Minnesota. I, I don't know, but I don't think there are a lot of teams going. You, you you get us Wiggins in July. We'll we'll get you our superstar. I just don't feel that right now. Uh, and if there were, then Minnesota should have hold, held on to them anyway because they probably could have got that superstar. Who, who, who knows? But 
No, I think the way you say it. TK is so high on <laughs> The way you say it, I, I hadn't thought of it. Like, are they out of this? Like, we know Lakeham. I mean, he's always going to think he can go get somebody. But they've made it wor- You know, they've made their position a lot worse than this. And maybe they're out of it. You know, maybe, you know, Philadelphia's moving Simmons and the, the Warriors just aren't part of it. And I, I would not have thought that. Again, maybe with Russell and plus whatever, they weren't serious. But, but you know, they got Iguodala anyway, yeah. for whatever the hell that, right? I mean, that one will always make me like, I can't count them out of anything. Because they got Iguodala out of nothing. They counted yeah, themselves out of out. nothing. Out of nothing. So, theoretically, it's possible. But they're in worse shape for it. This might be their team. We might be looking at their team and that, you know, and that number one pick. Which they'll be good. You know, yeah. I mean, I think sometimes we get. I mean, yeah, when? Yeah, yeah. You talk oh, about no, next year, right? right? Yeah. Because uh, I'm what, not saying they're going to. What are they, what are they doing Saturday when LeBron comes to town? Get the eighth <laughs> pick instead of the second. Um, I just think, you know, I, I, I think that their starting lineup, and this is a big if with Looney, but if Looney can just, his body just holds up. They have, I think, a you know a very good starting lineup, and I do think they seem to be indicating that because they duck the tax, they will spend. They will go find some bench pieces. They have Pascal, who I think has proven to be one. Uh, I think the draft pick, hopefully, from their side of things, they believe they can get uh, a rotation they player. Got, they have to. Yeah. yeah, they have to. And you know, maybe. They, Again, like I like Wiseman. I don't know. Maybe it's just the mystery of him. I've seen him play like 25 college minutes and dunk four times. But, um, you know, that would be like a, a just a pogo stick center that we can rim protect. Like, they'll be dangerous. And you know what? Like, Steph Curry's only two years away from free agency. Like, they need to be good. They need to be, like, competitive. And, again, I'm not trying to start that. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 there there you go. Steph is gone. Let's go. <laughs> You know, we talk about them star hunting, and that is them. That's the brand they've created, the super team. But, like, it's also fine to just be a Western Conference contender. And maybe they did lock themselves in this team. And, I, and again, we just went we just went down a long path of why the, this set of moves was probably not necessarily the best set of moves. But they are, will still be a very good team, I think, the next few years, and that's important. Yep. Steve just wanted to bring strength and numbers back. Strength and what Slater. numbers? What numbers are we talking? Right. That's that's the point. Like Slater, uh, what happens? LeBron's coming to town. Iguodala's coming back. Uh, what, what, what's going to happen for the rest of the year with this roster? Well, it's a fun homestand, like you said. It's ABC Saturday night, and I heard they are having Kobe shirts for the whole entire crowd. Um, and obviously, they're going to distribute things. This is their first home game since Kobe's death. This is obviously the Lakers in town, which kind of adds to it. An Iguodala tribute video is already being prepared for Monday, which that's just going to be a weird scene in itself that the Miami Heat are in town with Andre Iguodala and he's being guarded by Andrew Wiggins. Like I'm confused, <laughs> but um, yeah. And then, and then there's only one and then they go to Phoenix and it's the all-star break. And then, you know, Steph Curry's only probably about eight or so games away. Uh, from a return, that, that's what that's a possibly erroneous report. Slightly, uh, slightly erroneous. erroneous. I'm sorry. Slightly slightly erroneous. Oh no. Um, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm watching Wiggins, right? I don't know about you guys, but and I know we can't glean much, especially when Steph's not out there playing with him. But we're about to start watching Andrew Wiggins on a yep. 30 minute per night basis, which 
we all agree none of us have done. I mean, we have our opinions out on Wiggins, but I want to sit there and watch him on a nightly yeah. basis in the yeah. Warriors. Not system. nightly, yeah. And talk to Not him, nightly. you know, and, and get a vibe of him. So, uh, I hear he's a good dude, yeah. though. I hear yeah. he's like a nice yeah. guy. I am infinitely more interested in the last few months than I was, you know, 24 hours ago. I'll say that. Now, I don't necessarily, again, I don't know if this was the correct moves, but I'm interested to watch it. No, I mean, if you say, what, what, how hey, many games? Reminder, your boss is on the line, Slater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tank, tank in that first part of the season. It'll be fine. So, He's like, okay, now I'm ready. So, to so wait a minute. How many, how many games are we talking about with Steph? About 20? Yeah, like if 22. He comes back March 1st? It would be 22 if he played every okay. game in March and April, but they have some back-to-backs. You know, yeah, so eight, let's say 18, 18, 18 games of Steph and Wiggins. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I honestly have been tuned out because there was another team going pretty well for the last – month or so uh but even when i had time i wasn't watching much of it it was really not good basketball uh, I, I i or interesting basketball i will watch this and like you know you what's the starting alignment we're talking about bowman lee wiggins draymond marquis marquis chris and then pascal's your sixth guy and pools your seventh guy and the Looney storyline. Lon Toscano Anderson. Yeah, yeah Looney. Smiley Geach is coming up. He got called. Smiley Geach. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I can't wait for the Smiley Geach <laughs> LeBron showdown on Saturday. Uh, there will be some. Yeah, there's some interesting names there. I don't expect to, to be very good basketball. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it becomes more interesting, especially, you know, just knowing that Steph is probably coming back pretty soon if only to make marcus look good uh he, he will probably be probably he'll probably be back in in early march let's just say and yeah next to wiggins who's wiggins gonna guard you know how's draymond gonna view this is he gonna be taking him under his arm is is very very interesting so yeah maybe tv ratings will go up and maybe maybe they don't have to cut they cut the budget so hey, much. they have ratings. four abc saturday night games so nba better hope tv ratings <laughs> taken up i'm told i'm told draymond will be taking a personal hands-on yep. approach with andrew Wade. is that good or is that bad is that good or is that bad? Uh, we will find <laughs> out I, I'm sure, i wonder if he calls jimmy butler like yo give me some advice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least wiggins That's at so least funny. wiggins gets this like 30 game you know, onboarding process in the lower stress environment. Imagine if Andrew Wiggins' first game was, you know, Rockets opening night in yep. that starting lineup. Like, yep. if the trade yeah. was made this summer, so he at least, you know, he'll learn that he'll learn Draymond and learn the organization before it actually matters. So did so did D'Angelo, by the way. So, oh, True. wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe maybe they'll learn it doesn't work by the summer, and we can be talking. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> then look, who can they get? Other than like, it's like, like who can they get? Chris Paul's like, contract. Oh, we got the Chris guy Paul's we wanted. Contract. The guy we finally wanted. We wanted him for so long. Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. Russell yeah, Westbrook's contract. So you just yeah. gotta think about some of these contracts. I, I got one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's anybody who the Kings have had, they can get them too. Just just run them all through here. It's it's not it's, bring HB back. He's not a great president. I, I threw it out there. It feels like I was here for it. It feels like Larry Hughes, and I don't want to be mean about it because they won championships. They got great players on his roster, but this feels like it. Like let's just go get a guy. You just go get a guy. He'll be good. He'll be good. And that I'm not used to that, but let's go. Let's see it. All right. Thanks for uh, the late night emergency. So long, D'Angelo Russell Pod. So long to Amari Spellman. So long to Jacob Evans. Hey. Low key, that might have Jacob been Evans. the reason for all of this. Jacob Evans getting rid of Jacob <laughs> Evans. <laughs> what? I mean, they cut they cut ties with a draft pick and got and got two picks out of it. That's 
I was just thinking pretty, that uh, they've got impressive. one draft pick between uh, Looney and I mean between uh, Clay. I'm sorry, we Draymond's year 2012 and this rookie class, and that's Kevon Looney on the roster, and that's it. That's not good. But. And Jordan Bell got traded Jordan twice. Pool, right? in the last day. <laughs> <Jordan> <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring, bring him back. Bring Jordan Bell back. That'll be the answer to everything. It's been a, it's been a tough run, but hey, we got it in. Th- thanks for joining us. Thank you, Anthony Slater. I know you've tired after that road yep. trip, uh, but way to come through in a clutch. And of course, TK, you got it. Thank you so much for the emergency pod. This is Warriors Plus Minus. We will holler at you next week uh, for the Andrew Wiggins uh, introduction podcast. How about that? All right, we are out.